Hello everyone, welcome to Feature Creature, the Netflix horror movie podcast. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Feature Creature. Netflix horror movie podcast where I look through different horror movies on Netflix so you don't have to waste your time doing it because none of us have time for that some of you guys out this week I decided to watch the movie creep the synopsis for creep is that a cash-strapped videographer takes a job from Craigslist it's in a remote mountain town though and he finds that the client has some unsettling ideas in mind and he is not who he seems Obviously, this would be a bad idea to take a job from Craigslist, but let's move on. The following discussion will contain some major spoilers for those of you that haven't seen this movie and want to keep watching it spoiler-free. I wouldn't listen to this until afterwards, but if you want to continue and you haven't seen it, and you want to kind of get a feel for what's to come, check this out. It'll give you a 15-minute kind of summary of things to come. So... Let's first discuss the stars of Creep. We have Mark Duplass as Joseph and Patrick Bryce as Aaron, the protagonist. This is an interesting setup for two reasons. One being that I've only known Mark Duplass for being hilarious in the comedy sports show The League on FX. It is interesting to see that he can adapt to different roles in comedy and horror. He is playing the antagonist in this one, so I was intrigued to see how this would work out. The second reason that I find this interesting is that there are only two characters in this horror movie. That's it. No one else involved besides a phone call. I always find this to be an interesting way of storytelling as they have to uh, work much harder to set up events occurring in the story and make them interesting. Only a few movies can pull it off very well since there is usually little dialogue compared to other movies. So we need to have a lot of good action moments or scary parts to add to the mood. Atmosphere is a big thing here too. Since this is a found footage movie like the Paranormal Activity series, this format of storytelling can work out as a benefit. Some movies like to overplay this technique, but I find that it's working out for this movie. We'll discuss more of that here in a little bit. So the movie starts out with Aaron filming his travel to the mountains area. Uh, the mountainous area, guessing about who the client might be, and he goes straight to Joseph's house. No one seems to be there, and he notices an axe stuck in a tree stump, so he goes back to wait in his car. Obviously, I would creep. I would be creeped out, so I would hide in my car, too. The introduction to Joseph's personality is very interesting, as he starts out with a jump scare and seems very, well, creepy. He says that Aaron has a kind face... And he just decides to hug him out of nowhere. This is showing uh, erratic personality so far. Uh, We then get a tour of Joseph's house. Joseph says he's a cancer survivor apparently. And now he's going into remission. He seems like an average guy besides the nice house in the secluded mountain range. And the jump scare in the intro. He really likes hugging Aaron a lot as we'll see in this story. We find out that he wants this film to be done, to be recorded for his child to watch one day when he's not around, just to get a know about his life. 
this seems touching and you might feel for Joseph, but then things get really strange as expected. Joseph pushes plenty of personal boundaries throughout this movie, which I won't leave uh, list out here because I don't want to ruin them all. He just likes to get real close and do weird things on camera while Aaron watches and tries to remain professional and calm. So let's talk about the good and the bad in this film. Let's start with the bad. The bad parts about this film is that it goes on a slow pace with not much action. It's all about the story and atmosphere being relied upon here, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Um, it also doesn't seem to push the creepiness to its maximum extent that it could. It basically works with what it has, the locations and the two cast members. This obviously isn't the worst thing, but it just feels like more could be done with the area to scare viewers. Now let's get about, let's talk to, uh, let's focus on the good stuff here. The soundtrack for this movie works to establish a certain atmosphere, a consistent one-on-one -on -one conversation between our characters. We don't need any creepy melodies to establish how the audience should feel. It adds a certain tension to each scene and makes it feel more unpredictable. As in the jump scares, they stand out a lot more when there's silence the whole movie. And the long scenes of silence work here when we see Joseph disappear or Aaron's looking for him. It's just, it's really creepy. If we had some, some sort of song going on in the background, I feel it would distract our viewers. So they did a great job here by not using any music. They used the noise, the natural sound in the background to add to the atmosphere. So let's go on to discuss some of the jump scares. The jump scares can be really cheap at times, just really loud noises and unexpected. But if you watch this movie for the first time at full volume alone in your place, you will definitely get caught off guard at times. I guarantee it. Some of them are expected, but when they aren't, they definitely can freak you out. It's almost like being in real life where you're around a stranger in his house. He disappears for a second. And what happens when someone disappears? You get silence, right? In real life, you get this awkward, scary silence that makes you uncomfortable. So you try to break the silence by saying something or finding the person, right? So if I was in a house with someone alone in the woods and they disappeared and I was looking for them and they just jumped out of nowhere, I would freak out. This guy really freaks out every time, so I can't blame him for screaming all feminine-like whenever he <laughs> runs into Joseph messing with him. So this really works. That's one of my favorite things are the jump scares and the absence of an actual soundtrack. So... Let's talk about the non-jump scares, though. There really isn't much to it other than the awkward vibes that Joseph throws towards Aaron. He makes all sorts of offers and weird gestures to Aaron that makes him feel uncomfortable. And this is well done. You really have no idea to expect from this guy next. Like, he'll be talking about something perfectly sane for a second, and then he'll ask a really weird question that forces you to think about what he will do next. It really blows my mind sometimes when he brings up some really deep topic and then he completely switches gears. He'll go from really serious to really happy to sad to happy to serious 
we really have no idea what emotion is coming next. It really adds to the title creep. One other thing I really like is the wolf mask that Joseph brings up. So this is about a third way into the movie. If you don't want to hear about this, I would turn this podcast off here. But I thought this was kind of creepy. Joseph has a wolf mask and he names it Peach Fuzz. <laughs> Each killer needs a signature style and this is definitely unique. But yeah, Peach Fuzz the wolf. Um, his dad apparently named the mask Peach Fuzz and would dress up for him and do a little creepy dance and song number that uh, he shows to Aaron. So you guys will get a kick out of that whenever you see it if you haven't seen it already. So uh, it's uh, definitely hilarious, but it has a little bit of a creepy vibe type. Someone wearing a wolf mask and taking it very seriously is definitely freaky. Especially when Joseph tries to block off the door for Aaron when he tries to leave his place. Imagine if someone was really silent and just wore a mask out of nowhere and started doing weird things around their own house and you're stuck in the middle of nowhere. Literally, it's just you and this person wearing a creepy mask. I really think they did a good job of capturing that atmosphere here and what it would be like in real life. So, um, besides that, before we get to any really seriously creepy stuff, Joseph and Aaron seem to get get to know each other a lot more and more as our movie progresses. After Aaron gets a little more comfortable comfortable with him, Joseph always breaks some new boundary and really does something new and creepy to test Joseph's to test Aaron's patience. Um, some of the creepy highlights of this film are when Joseph admits uh, asks Aaron at a restaurant what he's done worst in his life, like something he's really ashamed of, and then Joseph all of nowhere admits to taking pictures of Aaron without his knowledge. I'm not going to explain what pictures, but it is really just, it's unexpected. It's not too creepy, but it's something that's an additional detail that makes you think like, huh, so that's what he was doing. Another part mentions a creepy story about his wife that definitely made me uncomfortable to listen to. I can't necessarily explain it on here because it is it's very disturbing in uh, in an uncomfortable way. It's not particularly gruesome, but wow. The ideas that Joseph throws out there really make you get to thinking of some disturbing things. So uh, it's interesting when he describes them to Aaron. Besides all these jump scares and slow, quiet moments, these one-on-one talks are just really... Uh, uncomfortable to listen to at times which is a really good idea for the movie creep right they follow along with it and they keep to it so the ending of this movie does a really great job of living up to its title creep i will keep that a secret from viewers that haven't seen it yet but it's definitely everything and more than you can expect from a psychologically unsound individual like it is really just out there um they really filmed some of the creep scenes in a unlikely atmosphere like some scenes are out in the daylight 
yet they remain creepy just because of Joseph's demeanor, how he acts out each scene. So this is really, um, really a highlight for Mark Duplass as an actor. It makes him shine hardcore. Uh, Patrick Bryce, on the other hand, is kind of a passive participant that's just trying to survive the whole thing. So I really say this movie gives Mark Duplass uh, a time to shine as a star. And uh, the one-on-one scenes are definitely, definitely creepy and will throw you for a ride. One thing I... Uh, I'm interested in is seeing the sequel. There is a sequel to this movie on Netflix currently. Uh, I believe it came out a couple of months back. So um, if anyone thinks I should see that, please let me know in the feedback. Uh, If there's anything else you want to add to this movie, please let me know. And if you have any suggestions for the next movie I should watch on the next episode of Feature Creature, please let me know. I'm open to whatever because it obviously takes a really long time to choose these movies. I I literally take more time than I normally do to watch a horror movie when I'm choosing it for this podcast. So please, if you know of a good one or if you know one I should check out because you're interested in hearing my review, let me know. Anyways, guys, uh, that's it for Feature Creature Episode 2. I will see you guys next week. And we'll discuss a hopefully other interesting film from Netflix.